0: Adjacent?
1: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
0: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today, adjacent.
1: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House
2: of L Network.
0: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
2: We've somehow gone from, I was probably the only person who knew that you went to Oral Roberts. And only yeah. because we're friends, and I know like your entire life story, to right. now you can't stop telling people about it. You can't it's stop not, tweeting about it. You're wearing the shirt on Zoom calls. I mean, you want everybody. You, this is a major attention grab, Russ.
0: No, 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 no. Let's not. Nah, if we're gonna do this, we gotta do it right. I'm one. Of, I'm. I'm usually in all friend groups. Besides the people that I who are I'm friends with that went to RU. I'm the only person that anybody knows that actually went to Oral Roberts. And so I didn't even know that they were good at basketball (laughs) until like, until like four weeks ago. Okay. Does it feel good
2: to be honest about that and admit that to the people?
0: Oh, I admit it all the time. Like I'm, I I am fully transparent when it comes to like, no, they were in the conference tournament in the summit league. And I knew they had the leading score in the nation But it was just like, all right, they've been to the tournament before. I didn't think anything was different. And they won their conference. And then they knock off the number two seed.
2: They knock off Florida. And it's just like, hey, that's pretty cool. It is a fun run for them. But it reminds me, you remind me a little bit of the Northwestern fans. And that they uh, only bring up how much they like Northwestern because they want you to know that they went to Northwestern. Listen, I I have a love-hate relationship with Oral Roberts University. Don't don't get it twisted, and
0: and we could get into that a little bit later when we talk about this this run for them. But no, it's it's I'm kind of just happy for like it's cool like this. When I was covering the ORU men's basketball team when I was there for the student newspaper, they weren't good. Like they weren't not only making the tournament, they were not making the NIT. And they weren't making the CBI. And I know people out there are like, what's the CBI? Exactly.
2: That's exactly <laughs> the <laughs> point. It's the NIT for the NIT. I'm it not is. sure. is. I'd heard of Oral Roberts, but I'm not sure if I would have known where it was, if not for being friends uh, with you.
1: I know, I know who the person was, uh, Oral Roberts specifically, uh, but I, I didn't. I didn't know they had a basketball team. Like, the funniest <laughs> the funniest tweet i seen about it was from Russ, where he was like, y'all let a school with a curfew beat y'all. That was uh, ah, that's, that's not hilarious. Bad. not bad. Um, they did.
0: They did. Like, yes, a curfew, honor code.
1: Like, Oh, wait. I, so, so is it like BYU, then? Let's get into kinda, that in a second. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of like second. that. We'll get into, it. We'll get I'm into
2: glad, it. We're glad to have you guys listening in to Sports Adjacent with – Jason Leisure and Russ Dorsey. You'll also hear our producer, Tony Gill, chiming in. We're just getting into Russ uh, telling with a megaphone, everybody he can, that he went to ORU <laughs> on, and that man. he somehow is associated no. with this Cinderella run that's sweeping the country. We will get back into that in a minute, but Sports Jason is brought to you by Obvious Shirts. We're really glad to have them as a sponsor. They've got all kinds of stuff up now if you're getting ready to gear up for baseball season. They've got Cubs, White Sox stuff. They have a good shirt, Russ. If you've seen this commercial, probably for the last few months, they have one uh, for the scoop. There it is commercial. Um, yes. They have masks, which you're still going to need for a while, everybody. And uh, I th- one of the shirts I really like is a bull shirt that says play like Jordan party, like Rodman. It's a solid shirt and you can get that shirt at a discount by using promo
0: code adjacent 10 10% off your order. They got a lot of great stuff over there for you. Take care of uh, our fine folks that help us keep the lights on here
2: at Sports Adjacent. You got to spell that word right though. Adjacent. Yeah. You got you to get adjacent 10. You have to spell that promo code correctly yeah. or else You're you'll gonna, get no percent got, off.
0: Yeah. The 0% off. Oh, right. That's we not going to help you much. We don't yeah. want the. Oh, fun fact. I I won the fifth grade spelling bee at Cornerstone Christian school by spelling the word adjacent how cool is that Mm. what part of that is fun i because first first all right man first relax second of all (laughs) to win a spelling bee as a kid like that's i am glad you won a spelling bee
2: that's impressive
0: like that's pretty cool like my mom was there but she had to go because, you know, she had to work. I was hoping, like, oh, I won. Like, I get to go home early. It, wa- it wasn't like that. But, no, I, I spelled the word adjacent. Like, it was a cool feeling. Okay. Good job. I'm glad
2: that you won. It. That's good. <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Russ is still coming to us from Arizona, where he is covering Cubs Spring training in this just endless road trip. This long slog of weeks.
0: I, it, it has been, like, a pretty – significant amount of time like it does feel like i have i don't i haven't been in at home in forever
2: it's been 10 percent of your adult life i believe russ is like a- doing this from his hotel room and a- across the street there's some kind of fire so if yeah. you're hearing sirens that's what's going on
0: there's like five fire trucks out here and then they connected like the fire trucks together and I say, I call it a Megatron of fire trucks, but Tony, what what did you say it was? A, a Voltron? Voltron? A fire tr- a yeah. fire on, man.
1: get get your uh, get your animes and cartoons correct, man. Who's Voltron? What's that from? I got
0: a job, Tony.
1: It's from Voltron. It's a show where. Oh, that's the name of the show. Yeah, you got these space oh, okay. five space rangers. It's a a green one, a black one. But
2: that's the Power Rangers, I think.
1: No, it's it's similar. This came before this pre okay. the the Power Rangers. Um, yeah, they and then they come together in space to make Voltron.
2: From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe, a mighty robot
0: you nah, Tony you I I'm not the one I'm sorry I don't know what he's talking about (laughs) I want to I want to be I want
2: to connect with you but I can't because I don't I don't why do you hate your why do you love and hate your alma mater all right so it's like this I'm
0: really like I think it's awesome that the ORU men's basketball team is in the sweet 16 like that's awesome first time since the 70s and I think for it I think it's just cool like those they rebuilt this program. Like My last story I wrote in college was them hiring Paul Mills, who's their coach right now, to be the head coach after Scott Sutton left. And I didn't know who Paul Mills was. I, I knew he was an assistant at Baylor. I knew he was a, supposed to be this highly regarded assistant coach, had chances to go other places, and or you got him. So I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe Maybe he does something, maybe he doesn't. But it didn't feel like he was just some – run-of-the-mill, no pun intended, coach. And, you know, you look up four years later and he's built this team on, you know, really talented players. Max Asemus is the best scorer in the nation and has risen to superstardom in the tournament. And Kevin O'Banner and these guys who are really talented players. And it's dope. And I think for me as a student, I didn't get to see that. One, I was a student reporter, so I didn't really... Cheer for ORU sports, like yeah. It's that. not the
2: same experience,
0: you know what I'm saying. And so it's nice to like be able to root for them, you know. And but at the same time, I I know a lot of people in ORU athletics and rock with a lot of those people still. And people with the baseball program rock with a lot of those people still. But the school I don't rock with, and there's okay. a lot of and no and it's like there's a lot of things that I don't agree with that the school does, um, treatment of people, some of the the rules and regulations that they still have that feel super outdated, I don't agree with that. And there were things that, and stories that I have from going there where it's like, you know what, I'm good on this. And for that reason, that's why I have a love and hate relationship with the school where I am super happy with what they're doing uh, though that program didn't do anything like to me, like if it wasn't for ORU athletics, I wouldn't have my, like my career right now. So I'm happy for them. The school though, I could give two shits about, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got it. But and it's, and it's not just me. Like a lot of my friends feel that way too. Like we love that we met each other at ORU that's dope. And we, you know, are really enjoying the fact that they're having this awesome Cinderella run. But we don't really, you know, rock with a lot of the uh, the other things that that come along with being a student are you. So that's why I have
2: this relationship with it. Everybody loves the place where they went to school, the town or the, even the campus itself. They they love that place, but they don't always love the school that they went to. Right. It, it's like that. And I I. I I think it's
0: even more more so for other people like where if you went to Michigan State, it's like, oh, I went to Michigan State or I went to Michigan. I went to U of I like all these different places where you can have this pride for going to the school. I don't have that. And like I never had this. Oh, man, I go to ORU or I went to ORU like I wore the shirt on a Zoom because nah, it was cool. Like they knocked off two teams that they weren't supposed to be. And I have a fun wager with a friend of mine who went to Arkansas, who they play on Saturday. And so that stuff's cool. But it's just like, yeah, I, I don't have this uh this tie to the school or my alma mater like a lot of people do. So that explains why you'll see me enjoying this run.
2: But also, I'm going to keep it a buck about how they giving it up over there. I have one really important question for you about this before we move on, unless you have okay. more to say about this. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, Tony, we might need the Ask a Young Person music for this. Do you have it? No, I'm sorry, I was not prepared. Okay, great, great (laughs) producing as always. Okay, you got to put that in the post. Okay. All right. Okay, so (laughs) they played Florida, Russ. Okay. We're gonna do Ask a Young Person without all the expensive imaging that we're paying Tony to do. Right.
0: We pay Tony all that money for.
2: They played Tony just over there counting cash dancing, right? They they played Florida and beat Florida. All right. Well, one of the Florida players, I noticed this tattoo that he has Trey man. He has on his right shoulder, a 100 emoji tattoo. Did you see this? It's bright red. First off, I'm not sure bright red is ever a good color for a tattoo because it immediately looks like blood to me. But my question for you is, is that a good tattoo? Uh, I think it's subjective,
0: but I wouldn't get it. But that's just like, it's not, we. I've seen weirder tattoos, but I personally would not get that as a
1: tattoo. Tony? Um, I don't have a tattoo, so I don't have a feeling either way. Um, I I guess it's cool. I mean, if if you like it, I love it. All right? I'm I'm not going to (laughs) be- Nah, nah, that's hate. That's hate. (laughs) That's hate.
2: uh, (laughs) Nah, if you hear folks say, if you like it, I love it. That's, <laughs> that's big hate. Well, I mean, half the experience of getting a tattoo is regretting it later, I think. But that one looks particularly like one. He he might not be so good. I mean, we might not be using emojis forever. But people always
0: know, like people from our, these, this last couple of generations will know, oh, I know what he was getting at back
2: then. Just that he keeps it 100? Yes, Jason. Okay, well, all right. Well, message received then <laughs> that he keeps
0: it when, you know, that's, and that's why I call you 75 years old. Like you have your little mug that you're drinking tea out of not even coffee tea. And if it was
2: coffee. It'd be decaf coffee at this hour. Russ, we're recording okay. this at nine thirty at night. And uh, I'm surprised I'm awake right now.
0: See, and that's why you write music. And movies from the library. And speaking of, so our young friend Tony Gill made his first trip to the library. Like you guys documented it, I saw the footage. Tell me, Tony Gill, what that experience was like for you to step foot into a library?
1: Well, Russ Dorsey, um, as you know, my 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 famous proclamation about libraries went. Completely viral over the weekend. Um, (laughs) A lot of engagement, you know, a lot of a lot of input into uh, the library. Something that I didn't see before. I know I didn't. Not saying anything, but you know, I I didn't see a lot of tweets and messages about. Oh man, I'm going to the library. Oh man, you going to the (laughs) library? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nobody. We we have we have on Twitter
2: right now. We've got two thirds of our show. We've got Russ clamoring for attention for having gone to ORU, and we've got Tony. We've got Tony clamoring for attention for his willful ignorance and his refusal to ever go to a library.
0: There's way more clamoring for Tony
1: prou- from Tony. On day for you two. Hey, I'm just saying, nobody was talking about libraries until I started talking about libraries.
2: So, hey, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> so, R- we, Russ, we, it was not good. It was not good. It, yeah. This, um, didn't, this was not a life changing or opinion changing event for Tony. Man,
0: I want to hear why it wasn't from Tony, and then we'll get to you.
2: Yeah. Um, what I found out
1: and what I told Jason once we left the biggest thing that I learned going to the library was, this is an excellent place for naps. Like, instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of, like, when I was I mean, You're hearing out, this, right? You no, know I'm hearing it. <laughs> when, when I was grinding it out in my earlier career, you know, trying to, I, I would sleep wherever I could, basically, right? You know, just to pick up naps. Um, yeah, libraries are really dope to take naps. I mean, there's a lot of space in there, it's quiet, like I could have, I was in a safe space, you know, like I, I didn't feel like I was going to get robbed or anything. So that was like, that realization, like made me mad a little bit, but I got over it after a while. So yeah, all, all the stuff there, like we looked at a map or something. We, we pulled out a map of Florida and we, and we watched that or looked at that, but the, but the map was in what from 1995 or something. So none of that stuff existed anywhere anymore, anyway. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they hired a lot of black people, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> we were getting desperate Tony on the Twitter. tour. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
0: So there, there are a couple things, Tony. Like one, I- I'm glad that they are hiring black people at the library. That that makes me happy. Two, I think you you missed. Entirely the the attraction and draw for libraries, which which are books. Like you jumped to a whole bunch of stuff, and book never came out your mouth.
2: Well, he, no, he no no Russ, he got excited about one area where he found comic books, but yeah. then he immediately complained that these comic books were too old.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. I might as well just go to the comic book store and get get the new ones. Um, I did I did get excited about the one section. It was like uh, it was like a cross between sports, all on one side, and sex on the on the other side so that section <laughs> seemed very interesting like why why tony. was that place together what what, what
2: i like, just you know. i just left him there and came back like a half hour later uh
0: you know there's no, i'm not gonna do it no nope, we're not gonna do that um so so tony you were getting your thrills in the sex slash sports section
2: while jason you did what i just was wandering around i the, t- this tour went off the rails pretty quickly russ where you're trying to you're trying to show him all the good things about the library that everybody knows even my children know and tony is just not impressed he's on his phone i i did think this this was my fault going to the map area because i thought you know we're getting desperate here we got to get his attention he says there's a map room on the fifth floor i'm like who doesn't love maps maps are awesome everybody likes maps and uh you know where on how you can't get maps like this on your phone um and uh, we went to find maps and we couldn't find things we were looking for because these maps were from 1994, which was a little bit of a problem.
0: Um, so a couple things. 1994 is the year I was born. Um, to, also, the year those maps were born. Uh, to why Of all the places in the library, uh, why the map section? Exactly? Russ, I
2: tried everything by that point. I, we went through the music section. We went through the science section. We went through... Great literary works, reference books. I mean, you could go into the library and come out like, come out as a lawyer slash doctor slash cartographer if you wanted to. And none of that impressed Tony whatsoever. And finally, we're just we're I, I just as a last gasp, I was like, let's look at the maps. Let's go to the map room. I mean, a map room sounds cool. So but so how it, it did not pan out. No, it it doesn't. Um, uh, how how long was the
0: total experience at the library for for young Mister Tony Gill?
1: I won't be there, Jason. What, 20 minutes, 25 minutes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> y'all, didn't for, give it a, y'all didn't even give it an hour. We were there for at oh, least an hour and a half. Nobody stays there for at least an hour and a half.
0: Tony, hour and a half, I, two hours, Russ, is the answer. So, so the, I'm assuming the truth is somewhere in the middle. So let's say 45 minutes you guys spent.
2: Why is the, what are you talking about? The truth is somewhere in the well, middle. Tony, Tony saying they
0: was, y'all was in there for 20 I, minutes. You saying Tony an hour and a no half.
2: Credibility. Tony has no credibility we were in there for, on this entire thing. We were in there for an hour and a half to two hours. No, there's no, no way. splitting in the middle between what I say and what Tony Gill says.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say 45 minutes. So in that 45 minutes, I've heard Tony say the only thing that he enjoyed was the sports sex section where he was getting his thrills off while you walked around aimlessly in the library but is that is that all Tony is that all you got from from this trip other than this is um, where Jason Leisure spends his time
1: <laughs> uh, also I uh I recognize that another reason why I won't be frequenting the library um where the single ladies at man
2: like come on you guys are trying oh, this to didn't interest- come up the other day I didn't know that's why you were there <laughs> I mean, oh was See, I'm like, all right. Well, you need th- a college. If, yeah, yeah. That's this what a college if library is.
1: If this is the spot, right? It's got to be some, some, some women here, right? No, no. So no. Tony, no. so just infinite
2: much. knowledge and education. That's all. All right, Tony, this is where we make
0: our money here. Cause now we're getting somewhere. So Tony was, you should have been, you should have gone to the library with me and not Jason. Who's hasn't been on a date
2: in how long, Jason? Mm-hmm. Oh man, twenty years, fifteen years—I don't know. See, I've been married for. A come long time. On, Tony. come on, Tony. I didn't. I didn't realize. This is the 1st time hearing of it, Russ. That I was expected to be some kind of wingman for him.
1: I mean, if it came down the to the yeah,
0: at the library. You you have a uh, wonderful union with your lovely wife Ashley, but yeah, yeah Tony nice should have to called. Ahead. Tony should have called me for this one. Like we could have been. Oh, you should have called it
2: anybody I else. Know. If I, I, yeah, I, I, and also Russ, I'd love to see you get that call of, oh hey Russ, it's Tony. Um, can you come to the library and be my wingman?
0: Nah, it wouldn't go. Tony, Tony would say he shoot me a text, be like yo, we at the library, yeah, and it wouldn't. Ha- we don't have to say nothing else. Like we be on the same wavelength. There was, like, a, there was a zero
2: percent chance
1: you would have gone along with that. No that. Nobody texts that. Hey, we down at the library. Like nobody texts that.
0: <laughs> Listen, bro. I'm Tony. I'm trying to shoot you, Bill here, because
1: oh no, th- no the, don't help the
0: him fact, out. No, the fact he that was that's an
2: great. untenable position. That's that he the has only. Of being that's the only reason.
0: The only reason he wanted to go to the library was to pick up women. Well, you're Smart women.
2: Well, that's I, your premise is off because he did not want to go to the library. He thought I was kidding. Yeah. We, and me and, then, and Tony I, went out for breakfast, and I said we're going to the library afterward, and I think he was sure I was joking.
0: I'm, all right, I think this was a failure on uh, your part, Mr. Leisure, for not doing a better job introducing him to the library. And Tony, you got to come in with a better mindset than I'm just going to pick up shorties at the, at the library. You got to come willing, you got to want to learn something.
1: That's what YouTube's for. That's what Google's for. That's what audiobooks are for. I don't need to <sighs> physically leave my house, go to another building to do the same exact stuff I can do on my computer.
2: Uh, Russ, do you want to know his other big takeaway from this other than, hey, the library would have been a great place to sleep during the day? Yes, please. On our way out, he said that even if he liked the library, he would never look into any of these things because getting all this information would make his takes less interesting. It's the it's the uninformed aspect of his takes. It's the lack of knowledge that makes him so interesting.
0: So he likes the idea of the ignorance factor again, willfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. That makes his take so spicy and therefore he doesn't want to learn.
2: He's just right now. I mean, I know this is not a visual medium. I know this is a podcast, but if you guys could see him, he's just sitting back so proudly. He's so pleased with himself about his allergy to knowledge.
0: Yeah, Tony. Like he's made it this far. Like he. And first of all, in Tony's defense, he's he's gotten pretty far in life being Tony Gill. So I, I'll give him. I'm, I'm gonna give him yes, credit yes. for that. And he's gotten yes, pretty yes. far in life, yeah. not going to the library, not reading books, and getting hot takes off. Like that's what that's, he, that's what people calling him
1: for. See, I think here here's where the disconnect is between us and everybody that was getting at me on Twitter about it. Why are we associating? Intelli- intelligence and, <laughs> and reading in and books to the library directly. Like that's the only source where you can receive knowledge and, and information. Like, that's not true. Like, stop doing that. We shouldn't do that because that's not that's not factual. like I can gain knowledge and information and increase my intelligence outside of the library. Like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you I think- mispronouncing why, why, why,
2: the word intelligence? What are you doing intelligence? I Why? think I think part of the
0: reason, Tony, is I don't think they were upset that you didn't go there to receive knowledge. I think they were upset that the fact that you had never in 27 years of life stepped foot into a library. Yeah. 28 years of life stepped foot into a library. Yeah. God's good. God is good, man. Is good. <laughs> all the time.
2: And all the time. God is good. <laughs> Listen... Well, I'm, I'm glad so disappointed. Were... I mean, this is one of my closest friends. I'm so disappointed. Uh, if, if of that, of all things that Tony does, you're disappointed in it, it's, right? li- it's on the list. Russ. It's on the list. It's on the list.
0: I'm just happy that Tony was able to check off something that he had never done before. So like, what's next on the list, Tony, of things
2: you've never done before? Cause I'm really that's, interested in that list. That's a very good question. Yeah. What else have you never done? That's like uh, an that ordinary could, thing. That- that you can
0: share on the podcast, of course. I won't want you to put, put my mans out there.
1: Um, I've never gone west of St. Louis.
2: Wow. Now we got to get you on the flight. Feel free to speak into the microphone there, audio uh, you professional guys, Tony you that? Yeah. Oh, sorry,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I've never went, been west of St. Louis. Um, Never had sushi. Probably wouldn't, Probably will never do it. Um... That's probably that's probably the big two right there, yeah. That I can think of right now. All right.
0: So Tony, you can get a flight to L.A. for like so if you book in in advance, you can get one for like seventy nine dollars, eighty bucks on Southwest. So we can They'll get you pay out you west. Now.
2: They'll pay you to go. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean during Rona, it's not really the. I mean, I got to wait till I get vaccinated before I, you know. But no, fine. but it's for sure, but like, list. Yeah,
2: okay, list. we got
1: to we got to get you to
0: Denver. We got to get you to L.A phoenix like there's a lot to be seen in this us of a um the sushi thing that that's not something that i always loved like i had to get into that but once you like find the right one for you you'll you'll enjoy doing it i promise i was just like you tony i tony i promise i was just like you and then i that's got to not, college. it's
2: not for everybody man it's not for everybody i, I no, no no i'm it. just I love saying sushi, like and i know it's not for everybody
0: i was not raw sushi guy I got to college and then found the right role for me. But I I get you; it takes a while to get into that. Jason, what's on your what's on your list of things you've never done?
2: I have uh, never taken Tony willingly to the library. I guess (laughs) check that Uh, one off. I've I've never smoked a cigarette ever. Uh, Ever, Never wanted to. Never tried it. Never never once. Nothing about it appeals to me. You smell bad. It's horrible for you. Shout
1: out to all our uh, our smoker listeners. We appreciate your listen. Thank you. Yeah, we okay. yeah.
0: I, I don't want to knock off the smoker demo because you guys, <laughs> Jason, don't want to
2: smoke. Like, I don't want to do that. It's good of you guys leaving the door open in case we get Marlboro as a sponsor. Hey,
0: yeah? listen, we
2: got to... Come on, man. <laughs> See, that's why...
0: That's why i Where the money resides. Come on, man. Exactly. That's why I'm... Uh, our, our accounting department, because Jason was going to knock off all. Nah, we don't need any of these sponsors.
2: Why? I've never we'll done it without them. We'll do it yeah. without them. It's just us and Obvious shirts. Today. Us and
0: Obvious shirts. Nah, listen. I, I we love Joe. We love Obvious shirts, so we appreciate them. But we can't be knocking off sponsors. Like we just got our first one last week, so let's let's keep this thing rolling.
1: You know what's funny? You know what's funny about that 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 one shirt though. The uh, play like Jordan, party like Rodman. Yeah, why do you like? You can that? also put play like Jordan, party like Jordan. Now that we know <laughs> <laughs> the stuff Michael Jordan got into. For sure, like have and, you guys and, watched- never, and the funny thing is, never directly like the Tiger Woods documentary. Right. Like it's never direct stories of Jordan. It's like if Tiger was doing all this stuff, and he was you have to play like by association, but you'll never get the direct story about what Jordan was doing at his party, right? right because in the tiger doc which was a great doc by the way it's like no nah, tiger was out
0: with michael jordan one night and then that's what things hit the fan it's like of course he was of course he was out michael, with michael
1: showed tiger how to do what tiger was doing he was like, he's hey like guys, you I don't know, know how to talk to women go tell that's, him tiger woods
0: that was hilarious by the way like tiger just chilling the cut billionaire golfer sitting by himself lonely as a monk in in the club and Mike's like, bro, if you don't get 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 some of these women on you in here, I don't know how to talk to women. Tell them, hey, I'm Tiger Woods, and they'll come flocking over. And you know, Michael's right. <laughs> Mike was right. Like they, it's a lot of flocking, um, and it didn't work out for Tiger. But uh, yeah, it's Michael Jordan is. You could definitely party like Jordan, play like Jordan. Like that's definitely a shirt that they have to make over there
2: what is that
1: what is he playing now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call
2: this is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently everything's fine that's okay things are going to be okay Russ this is a new segment that t- t- Tony just drops this right in the middle of something else we're talking about this is a new segment where uh, I'm going to give you an update on Chicago's beloved Bears football team. Oh, boy. Yes, that's what I cover. I've got the news here for you. All right. The Bears' top three cornerbacks right now are Jalen Johnson, Desmond Trufant, and Duke Shelley. Bad.
0: Barbecue chicken
2: cooked. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all you wanted it to be, right? That, that's well, what you want? I think we've covered Bears news there. Yeah.
0: No, it, it, bad. Like after Kyle Fuller, you cut Kyle Fuller. That, and that's your rock. The guys that you have behind to try to fill that void.
2: Bad. Still time, but that's the current top three. Bad. Do you want to play it again? Since that went so well, do you want to put, pl- you want to try again? Let's try again. We're expecting this now. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently.
1: Everything's fine. That's
2: okay. <laughs> Things are going to be okay. <laughs> it's all perfect. That's... Uh, Russ? Who's here? <clears throat> if you take out the one great season that he's ever had, Andy Dalton is behind Mitch Trubisky in career passer rating, completion percentage, and touchdown-to-interception ratio.
0: It's a lot of uh, collaboration that went up there at uh, George Hallett's Drive up in Lake Forest, and they collaborated on that. Miss me with that bullshit. Thank you, Ryan Pace.
2: I'm sure Tony will throw another one of those at us uh, later (laughs) in the show.
0: Are we going to talk about... We should talk about how... Bad the NCAA is, and how they tried to float the the weight room for the women's tournament like uh, people wouldn't notice that they had like two dumbbells in a conference room, a conference
2: center, and said that's that's where you need to be. I like that they they had no idea that people were going to tweet that out. Apparently, right. there were it, going to be photos shown. I mean, the swag bags too. There were. Did you see that? There were pictures of I, the, the yeah. men's swag bag was like an entire bed set. It took up the entire hotel bed. The women's was you could have fit it into one of my children's backpacks.
0: There was like a water bottle, some alcohol wipes. <laughs>
2: that, that's you know it. what was the best part? You know what was the best part, Russ, was that the uh, they each got a puzzle because that is something people have been doing during the pandemic. These were kind of pandemic themed a little bit. Um, And the men's puzzle was something like 500 pieces. And the women's puzzle was something like 200 pieces. Right. Right. You could quantify, you could quantify the unfairness of it. It's,
0: I just, I don't know who is the decision maker that says, all right, Men's weight room, state of the art. We need to have squat racks. We need to have dumbbells. We need to have all the, the equipment. And what are we going to have in the women's one? Um, Yeah, like two, three, four, five, six dumbbells. That's good. Like, a couple, wait, a couple for all of the teams? Ropes. For all the teams? Yes, for all the teams. <laughs> and then they just threw like 12 dumbbells in that big old room and said, nah, this is good enough. Like, okay. I don't understand how that works. Like, who's the decision
2: maker that said, yes, that's the move. The men's weight room looked like an actual fitness center that you would want to go to. Mm -hmm. It looked like a gym. The women's looked like they rated a play it against sports. And just this is hey guys sorry This is what they had. And not only that, it's these are high level athletes like.
0: You know how disrespectful that is to say, all right, high-level athletes that we want to perform to the best of their abilities. Here are two 15-pound dumbbells. Knock yourself out.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: <laughs> like I'm if if they, they told me they put me in a room with that that much weight, as much as I like to work out and I love fitness, I'd be upset. You know, it's just it, it shows the lack of you know knowledge, the lack of respect. And you could talk all you want about you know, Title Nine, and you could talk all you want about making sure that there's a quality in sports for women. If you're the NCAA, I'm speaking for the NCAA's perspective, right? Yeah. But if you do these things and you show people time and time again, that you don't care, I don't care that in 24, 48 hours after Twitter had to bully you into getting equipment in there now, oh man, we got to look at all the equipment we have in here all of a sudden. Like, but why did you have to do that? Why does it take public outcry for you treating female athletes this way? The people that you put up on this pedestal. Oh, we love our student athletes. No, you don't. You clearly don't. Because if, if if you loved your athletes, you wouldn't put them in a position where they have to to work out with less than appropriate equipment. You know, that's how you get somebody hurt. You know, and and that and I think that should be the important thing. Like we want to keep athletes healthy. We want to keep athletes safe. If somebody goes out there and tears an ACL or blows out an Achilles or whatever, because they didn't have the right equipment to work out with, you would look so terrible. You already look bad, but like you look even worse. So I don't I don't want all this. We apologize. It was a mistake. We didn't have the space like no, like miss me with all that, man. Like you just don't care. You could talk all you want about oh well, female uh, women sports don't generate the it- revenue that
2: stop. Stop. It- it's not even about that. Well, if when you they have- when they did care, it took them about one point five seconds to correct it. By the way, right over overnight they fixed it when they decided that they did care. Right,
0: because they Go it's going to be. A, the shit storm from Twitter and Instagram and public outcry. And now it's all right. Now we got to save face and get this thing right. Where I, you, you I just, I hate the, Oh, n- people are upset. Now let me do the right thing. Right. Like, why should you just do it, do it right. The first time, like you, you have, you have the money to do it. You're the NCAA. You're an ATM. Like, let's, let's forget this whole, free education thing i think we're all smart enough to know that that's not what this thing is like that is a major operation and there's money being generated so it was really sad to see to be honest like and it was nice to see the the men's players coming out and saying listen to have that level of respect for the women who are putting their health on the line to compete at a high level That's disrespectful and it's not right. And that has to change, Uh, not even in the NCAA, but in the NBA, like seeing guys like CJ McCollum talk about that, like, I think that was great, but it shouldn't take, you shouldn't have to have men talk about it to get it right. Like, it's not about what we think as men, because you should want to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Right. And if you talk about equality being important, if you're the NCAA, you should just act like it.
1: So uh, in a section I like to call reading because I do read guys. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Famed writer, Sally Jenkins wrote a excellent title piece for the Washington post called NCAAs message to women's basketball players. You're worth less. Um, And in it, I encourage everybody to go read this because it is very informative about the details of how women's basketball at the at the collegiate level is handled. Um and I'm not going to read all of it obviously. Um but she made some very interesting points that I don't think people know. So in the men's tournament if you win one game you get a small payout for your school. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously the athletic the, department those. Right, the athletic department Not the players, yeah. Right, the players. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up, Jason. Um, And obviously, if you win the whole thing, you get a lot of money. Uh, The women's, and this is an example, the finals four, this is a quote from her piece. The women's final four is an annual sellout when they were Having fans, and ESPN paid five hundred million dollars for a TV contract, bundling the tournament the tournament with twenty four championships. Do you know how much this is for? An example: uh, Connecticut, Stanford, or Baylor will get for winning in the women's tournament. Nothing. the N- The NCAA provides no payouts to women at all. So the case that women's basketball does not make money is in fact a lie, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and in this case. The point is they just don't care. They don't even factor them in into any revenue sharing whatsoever, even though the women's basketball collegiate section is valuable and making money, but they do not even consider them people at this point. It's Mm -hmm. it's like a charity case that, but they continue to make money off of. So, I mean, it's ridiculous that the, uh, uh, the women, that play college basketball has to deal with this, but it just goes to the larger issue that overall, the system hates women. Just in Mm -hmm. general, the system hates women.
2: Russ, that's that's the thing to me. What he's saying is that yes, more people watch the men's tournament than the women's tournament, but the women's tournament is not some charity they're having where, hey, here here women, here's your tournament. That is still a moneymaker. That's still a TV event, and it's especially when you're in this situation, when you're in the pandemic and you're asking these players to come and take risks with their health and perform for everyone's entertainment on the basketball court and be in a pseudo bubble and be apart from their family for possibly a very long time. I mean, while you're making money off of it, the the least you could do is just properly equip them and properly outfit them with everything. I mean, even the food, even the food, what mm-hmm. there was, you saw pictures Garbage. of the food online where it's like one thing looked like it, you went to a five star restaurant, the other looked like it was something you got at the airport or in a gas station. Right, a frozen, a frozen TV
0: dinner or something like that. No, right. it for sure. And Tony, thank you for bringing up that piece. Like that's great. Uh, I was, I was honestly just when I started I was just speaking from the human element, but you guys are hundred percent correct. Like I understand the business aspect of. Women's sports, especially like you think ESPN is airing the Final Four for 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 women, and th- they're not paying for that. Stop! Like, I, I and I think sometimes there's just the the men out there that are just like, oh yeah, well nobody wants to watch women play basketball, like that dumb stuff that you block and mute on social media. But I just think there's also an ignorance to you know, like this is a moneymaker like the NCAA is not just gonna oh well we just feel good about having sports yeah we're gonna have sports for free because it's fun and student athletes love the game get no absolutely not like this is a business you know the, the NCAA makes billions of dollars every year for a reason and things like the NCAA tournament that's how they do it and March Madness so no it's it's sad and uh it just goes to show you we just see it all the time in a lot of different aspects of life of the the lack of actual equality, and there's this fake level of you know, we want to do better when entities like the NCAA show that they don't. And as long as nobody points it out, we're gonna act like none of this exists. Because if nobody pointed that out, we we a lot of people would have never known that things like this were going on and that the the conditions and the quote-unquote swag bags they were getting, and the food were less than the men were getting.
2: It's incredible. The same guy has been in charge. Mark Emmert has been in charge of Mm -hmm. the NCAA for 11 years now. More than a decade. And, I mean, think about all the bad things that have come out about the NCAA during that time. I guess that's the move now, is you just, when everything points to, and all of the public outcry says, you should resign. It just don't. Yeah. Or you could pull
0: a, we had no idea that, that one gets you that people. That's the, that's the new one. We had no idea. And you say it like that with that level of shock and people, are like, oh, well maybe they didn't have no, no idea, but no, the NCAA, I, I have no clue how he's still, you know, dodging bullets, whether it's after the Larry Nash or stuff. And after, you know, the way you're treating women in the NCAA tournament, like these are big things, and yet mm,
1: not nah, he's, he's chilling. Well, I think it they get a lot. How they get away with it is they disperse, right? Like I couldn't tell you the name of the guy that runs the NCAA. Like I, I couldn't tell you. Well, like, well they, I
2: just told you what it was. Like, with Smart Gamer.
1: But they okay. they do a great job of blame the NCAA. Not the entire system, right? Not the schools that have partnered. Like Baylor, Baylor basketball is great right now, on the men's side and on the women's side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How come they they aren't saying anything? You know, like they're all in cahoots with what's going on, and I think that's how nobody gets nobody gets called for their job, right? Nobody gets blamed for it because it's all of their faults, and they all are equal. in in the blame of this. Um, And that's why he's going to keep going on because these people are still in power.
0: Yeah. When you're, when you're complacent and that's, that's a lot of the big part of the problem where people just say, ah, well, that's just how it is. No, no, that's not just how it is. And we, we have to get to a point where we call things out like that. Like, so that's why we need people to call out, you know, the NCAA for having these conditions for, the women who are going to play in the NCAA tournament like you have to because once you get to the point where that's what that's what that entity wants they want you to say oh well that's just how it is and we kind of just have to you know go about our business like nothing's going on that's how things that's how you don't get changed so I think it's important to continue to to have these discussions and hold people accountable hold entities accountable uh for you know less than standard conditions so no, it's, it was sad, and, and I hope we can continue to, to get stuff like this out of here, man, because that
2: is just not right. You know who I want to talk to you about right now? And I don't follow the Cubs very closely, but this is one okay. thing that has very much interested me over the last five or six years is Chris Bryant. This, mm-hmm. He seems unpopular. Am I reading that right? That Cubs fans seem to not like him for whatever reason?
0: Very underappreciated by Cubs fans. Yes, I'll say that.
2: And then my my offshoot on that is it also appears that the Cubs have kind of had a hand in that. The Cubs have kind of steered that a little bit.
0: I don't know if they've steered it. There have been a lot of things, whether it's injuries and last year was – tough because of the pandemic and he got hurt again but look at that guy's trajectory like when they when they drafted they drafted him to be a superstar right and he was everything that they wanted to be like he went from being college player of the year golden Spikes winner his first full year in the minors he was minor league player of the year his first full year in the big leagues he was rookie of the year his second full year in the big leagues he was mvp and won a world series title and his third full year in the big leagues, you could say statistically was better than his MVP year. So he did everything that they wanted him to do in three years, in three years. Like he was on a hall of fame trajectory injuries happen. You know, you have a down year and you look at the body of work. It's still a pretty, like any, any fan base, in the world would say, we would love to take on Chris Bryant, but there's always been this perception that he's soft and less than when this is still a, when healthy, one of the best players in major league baseball.
2: I don't just cause think, he's been hurt. I mean, why, why, why do people not like him? Yeah.
0: I think it's a mixture of some of the injuries and and you it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if you do what he tried to do last year and play through an injury where he had a a fractured pinky finger after a dive and he tore ligaments in his wrist, played through it, was terrible. People killed him for it. If he doesn't play through it, it's all Chris is soft, right? He played through it, all Chris is terrible. So it's it's kind of one of those things where you try and you see this in football all the time. Like you try to play through an injury. And, you know, if you don't play well, this dude sucks. If you play or if you sit out and try to get healthy, this guy's soft. So it's one of those situations where I don't think he can win for losing. And, and to be honest, it's going to be a situation where if Chris Bryant leaves, if he gets traded, I think Cubs fans are going to look back and be like, man, we had a
2: really talented player and we didn't treat him well. They've been wanting him traded. I feel like that's the only thing I've heard about Chris Bryant the last few years is that people want – they've wanted him traded. And you know what confuses me about his story with the Cubs, going all the way back to the beginning, Russ, is the way that they played with his service time when he started out. And I understand why teams do that. that mm-hmm. Maybe that's going away because there's becoming more and more negativity associated with that, especially this past year. Uh, there are teams that just don't do it. I think the Yankees just don't do that. Um, But I never understood that from the standpoint of you think this guy is that good and going to be that important for that long. And this is how you want to start that partnership. Every team does it, including the Yankees. One, two, I
0: I understand what you're saying as far as if this person is going to be as important as you expect him and you drafted him to be, why would you then go and manipulate service time? And it's a fair question. It's a logical question. It's a question. If you talk to any executive, they would say, no, you're right. But teams are within the rules doing it. And that's where the fight comes in. Like there is this loophole in the current collective bargaining agreement where you can say, "Okay, we don't have to bring this player up necessarily and we can get an extra year of club control or for everybody out there in layman's terms, you get an extra year on that player's contract before they hit free agency. So instead of bringing them up at 21 years old and having that guy hit the free agent market at 28 years old, you could say, ah, we'd like to keep for next year. So once they play in the minor leagues for a certain amount of time, you can bring them up in the middle of the year and therefore you have them for an additional year. Right. So instead of 27, hitting free agency at, 27 you would hit it at 28
2: is this the end of that for him the the year he's in right now they he's on a a 19 million dollar contract or something that they Mm -hmm. came to to avoid arbitration is this the last year or when does he become a full free agent
0: at the end of this 2021 season he will become a free free
2: agent for the first time and does he have any future with the cubs do you envision him sticking around at all i think it's always possible i think
0: you look at it where this is the only place a guy's been for his entire career. He loves it in Chicago. He loves, regardless of all the other stuff, he loves playing here, playing at Wrigley field here as in Chicago, not in Arizona. Um, But yeah, I think there's, it's always possible. I think one of the things with Chris and other free agents or other players around the game, when you have that level of status, like he does, his agent Scott Boris is looked at as, you know, this mega, agent and teams don't necessarily like to negotiate with this person. And they always think that, well, not the player's not in control. Scott's in control, right? At the end of the day, the player's the one that's calling the shots. Like a player can say, Hey, I don't care. I want to be here. And the agent has to go along with that, whether they think it's the right deal or not. No, they're the client, the client has the say. So I I think at the end of the day, I think it's up to Chris. Do do I think it happens? Unlikely. That's just my personal opinion. That's not me with other insight. I I think, is it better for Chris's career if he's not in Chicago? I think it might be. And I think in the long run, do we see the best of Chris Bryant outside of Chicago? I think there's a good chance that that's
2: the case. Why do you think that he's 28 or 29 right now? Why do you think mm-hmm. that that second act, wherever it might be, would be better than what he's done so far?
0: Change of scenery. I think you can't overlook what a change of scenery does for a guy, especially a guy who's, you know, and, and especially in the later years of his career in Chicago who's had the injuries. He's, you know, had the media fan get Chris out of Chicago thing, which I feel is more nationally driven than locally driven. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's unbiased. That's not just me being in the local media that covers him every day. That's just from what you see and what you hear, that's something that's driven by people that don't necessarily cover, have covered that guy for the last how many ever years. But I, I also think that sometimes you just need that reset. And I think for him, I wouldn't be shocked if he went to, the Arizona Diamondbacks or goes to Miami Marlins or goes to the Colorado Rockies or wherever, and was a superstar talent. Cause sometimes you just need to go somewhere else where you don't have the expectation of being this guy. Like think about it. They won a world series their first full year together as a group or second full year together as a group. And everybody thought they were going to be this dynasty and it didn't end up being that way. So every year since have been expectation, 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 expectation you go somewhere else where you're not necessarily expected to win the world series. You're not necessarily expected to win MVP. And I do think he can go back to, you know, just being Chris where he doesn't have to think about those things.
1: You know what this reminds me of post-injury, Derek Rose, how they're treating Chris Bryant right now. I think that's a very good where, comp, Tony. we like, I mean, you have this MVP, you have this superstar talent and he's given all he's got, but for some reason, like with with Derek, the city split, you know, on him mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. you know the people that uh, that understood Derek, that understood where he was coming from, that uh, that knew him on on that level, versus uh, you know Bulls fans, um, and that kind of line was split. And I feel like with Chris, like for some reason, there's there's been this split of of fans who just want him out of here. For I mean, what? Like, he's been, you know, one of their, what, top three, top two players his entire time. Like, he's the one with the MVP. Who else has an MVP? I mean, Javi was close, you know, came in second, but he didn't win it. Like, Chris Bryant is the MVP. And it's just crazy how people always lean management on this stuff. Like, they lied to him. They lied to him when he was coming up for, for no reason other than the extra year but Mm -hmm. to jason's point if you if he's the star which he has been um obviously before the injuries and and some stuff like that but if he's the star that you projected him out to be the extra year is not going to matter because you're already going to redo his contract before he even sees that extra year if he's the guy that you want him to be so why make him mad from the jump saying oh well you need to work on this oh i magically got better at it 14 days into the regular season or so or his whatever.
2: defense he got better on his defense right. in those extra two weeks tony
1: then these are right. yeah you know, these are all things
2: if you
0: talk to anybody in baseball whether it's reporter player executive these are all known things and tony you're saying everything that i've asked people where it's just like at some point what does it matter like if you like this person isn't there just a point where you just say you know we're going to have to pay this person $300 million anyway. Right. And they're an some uncapped team...
2: sport, Russ.
0: I got it. No, I'm saying, but it's yeah. like think about Fernando Tatis Jr. The Padres brought him up at 20 years old. And you see when you let a talent like that play at the big league level, what that turns into. It turns into somebody who is now going to be the face of baseball for the next 10 years. And they paid that guy. They said, listen, you're a stud. We're going to give you all this money right now. Does it help us on the back end? Maybe, but no, look, here you go. We want you to be our franchise face. Here's your money. And every team doesn't think that way. And I think because of teams are within the rules, you can get away with it. But I think the whole idea of service time manipulation it's the dark side of baseball. It's the dark side of the business of baseball. And I think in this upcoming CBA, where like I was at the end of the season, the collective bargaining agreement in baseball is going to be done and they're going to have to redo it. It's going to be a fight because players like Chris Bryant, players like Jerry Kalenic, uh for the Seattle Mariners, who their former CEO of the Mariners, Kevin Mather talked publicly on record about how that team manipulated the service time. You know, with instead the of cubs, lying it was, about it yeah it's not right. making instead up a lie like the cubs did it, like that, he talked about it <laughs> on a rotary club call like of all the places a rotary club call so well um, you
2: know russ you talk at rotary clubs so i talk at Rotary. No, we all know hey there's no telling what's going to come out of one of our mouths at the local rotary club the funniest thing like a week before that story came phone out phones
1: involved
0: no tony no no <laughs> the funniest thing, a week before I did talk at a, ro- a legit rotary club meeting like not a joke. Oh, did? I did. Oh, you're serious? I did. I'm dead serious. And okay. it was great. And we didn't talk about service time manipulation. So how that guy <laughs> got there, who knows? But no, I, I think it's gonna be a fight, and this is definitely gonna be a major thing that comes up in this labor negotiation because players are fed up and players feel like if I'm if I'm good enough to make your 26 man roster I should be there whereas you can't tell me I need to work on something when we all know I'm one of your best players I'm one of the best 26 players in the organization like you could talk about development you could talk about me needing to learn things and all this other stuff that teams tell players at the end of the day if I'm good enough to make this team I should be on the team
1: (laughs) Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call.
2: This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Again, with this? <laughs> I think this is my best work production wise. R- Russ really had a bunch of momentum there and you felt like now's a good time for this? I think uh, I'm going to get tired of this really fast all the sad speak- Bears do. Speaking of underappreciation. Mm-hmm. The Bears will report to camp in late July with Allen Robinson and Akeem Hicks, arguably their best player on either side of the ball. Angry with them.
0: Here's here's my thing with the Bears and their management. I think far too long in the organization, you have George McCaskey and you have Ted Phillips, who know. Nothing about football. Let's put that out there right now. And you bring Ryan Pace in to be your head of football operations and your general manager. And you've given this dude almost a decade to get it wrong. And after that almost decade of getting it wrong, you get on a Zoom call with the media for 45 minutes and say the word collaboration 17 times. And because you collaborated with Ryan, you said, you know what? You can stay. And I don't care what they say. They gave that dude a
2: contract extension, and that's why they won't talk about it. This has been another Bears update. And once (laughs) again, everything's fine. Back to Chris Bryant, Russ, when you were going through a lot of different things uh, in his career, Mm -hmm. I know you have been around him quite a bit, as much as you could be, I guess, the last year Mm -hmm. and a half. Uh, Zoom calls and now maybe some more in-person conversations. What's your read on him in terms of where he's at as, as a player, as a person right now coming to what could be the end of his Cubs career coming up on age 30. What's your read on Chris Bryant overall?
0: Yeah. talked to him in group setting last week and going to talk to him actually one-on-one later this week, uh, either the day this comes out or the day after or the weekend. Um, I'll be able to read that in the Chicago Sun-Times. Yeah, you can, where we both work. Um, I think Chris is at a point in life where he's married now, he has a kid now, and he's kind of been through the whole thing. Like he's been through the ups and downs of being a major league baseball player. And I think he's getting to the point in his life where he, he wants to just be who he is. And it's no more, I have to be perfect for everybody. I have to do this, I have to do that. Like he just, and he says it all the time. He just wants to be Chris and have fun. And I think sometimes you hear that from a player and you're just like, all right, whatever. That's, you know, player speak. But I do think with him, I think that is who he is. Like, I, I think he's a carefree guy. And because he's this carefree guy, I do think sometimes people take that as weakness when he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't show as much emotion as other players do. And and that's his prerogative. But I don't necessarily think that I think he's at a point in his life where it's not about. Taking care of everybody else, because, you know, I, he had to be the number one draft pick and the MVP and the people everybody looked to and Chris Bryant, the all star. And now he just kind of wants to be Chris Bryant, the baseball player where. There's not all this other stuff. It's just go out there, come to the ballpark, play the game, go home. Like it's it's not all the extra stuff. I don't. I feel like that's not important to him. And I, if you asked him straight up, I promise he would tell you, I'm not an extra stuff guy. I'm just
2: Chris. Russ, we got we had so many topics today that we didn't even get to. I have all these interesting things that we could have talked about. Have you ever heard of the slap fighting championships? The war in <laughs> Warsaw. This <laughs> no. is amazing stuff. Tony, so like, what are you talking about? Okay. Yes, uh, I've we been have, telling people about
1: the this the slapping competitions for like a year, and nobody believes. This has been going on for a year. I've been following them on Instagram um, ever since I seen a clip passing by or a random clip on Twitter. And I'm like, this should be a sport. I would invest in this sport now because it's. Wait, so it, I, I've seen the video. So it's just the one where people just slap
0: the shit out of each other and hope not to fall down.
2: Yeah, that's what a slap fight yeah, is, is. yeah.
0: No, but I, I didn't know there was an actual, like.
2: Yeah, international elite. competition. The uh, the guy that, uh, the star from the U.S. is a guy named uh, Doc Crazy Hawaiian. Uh, I had, uh, <laughs> you know, Taysom Hill from the Saints. He, he signed yes. an endorsement deal for Potatoes. Uh, okay, regal cinemas, the movie theaters is opening next month reopening and you are advised not to drink heavily during your COVID vaccination period. So those are all the things we didn't get to think how good the show could have been, but we're not going to hit any of those today. We could think about those for next week. Those, some of those, some of those could be good. Um, we're really glad that we had you guys with us. It was a fun show for us to do. Hopefully it was a fun show for you to listen to. Thank you for being here for that. Thank you to obvious shirts for sponsoring it. Don't forget if you do order something there, which you should, they have really cool shirts to use the promo code adjacent 10. Make sure what else, Russ, make sure that they, they find us on iTunes iTunes,
0: Spotify, wherever you find your podcast or listen to your podcast, hit us up there. Go to, uh, on iTunes, when you go find the podcast, give it five stars, subscribe, give a, leave a nice comment. We actually got out, to, oh my gosh. Now we got to talk about this before we end the pod. So I was late one night. We're I was doing going the
2: wrap through, up cadence there. Nope, you're you're going to nope, reopen can, it. Okay. Yo, you
0: got, it's okay. So right, I, I want to hear
2: what, the, what what is this? What happened? So, so I was going... Rating?
0: I was going, yeah. I was going through one night, and I was looking to see how many people like were you no, know, because we, people have been really liking and sharing the podcast. And I go down to our rating, a lot of five stars, but somebody gave us a one star review, and it was kind of one of those things where I should know not to like let that bother me, but I'm I'm not gonna lie to
1: y'all, it kind of bothered me. Bet it was Hogan and Jones. <laughs> it it <laughs> was... <laughs>